Hello, and welcome to the Modern Medical Miracles Podcast. My name is Michael, and I'm currently a pre-med student at Utah Valley University. I love people, and talking to others about medicine and faith are a couple of my favorite topics. This podcast contains interesting medical stories, modern-day miracles in medicine, and an applicable scripture of the day. Please enjoy, and if you have a cool medical story, a modern-day miracle, or anything else to share, send me a message at medicalmiraclespodcast.com at gmail.com. I wanted to share uh, a story that I came across uh, about uh, a COVID survivor um, nicknamed Miracle Larry by his brother. Uh, Essentially, Larry was um, at one point considered one of the sickest patients uh, at this hospital in New York. After 128 days in the hospital and 51 of those days being on a ventilator, uh, he was released from a medical facility um, and he was able to go home with his family. And so I wanted to read uh, a little bit from the article there. So this man, um, he uh, first tested positive for coronavirus uh, back in March, right when everything kind of started happening. Uh, and he said that it felt like he'd had a cold. But after he was admitted to the hospital, um, that cold and his condition started to deteriorate pretty rapidly. Um, he uh, says, when I, while I was in a coma, I had pneumonia Excuse me, in both lungs. I was agitated, so they gave me fentanyl to calm me down. I then got addicted to fentanyl, so they had to wean me down on methadone. And I had a massive brain bleed, which they say covered my entire brain. Um, After that, the doctors had given his wife, his daughter, and his brother uh, in the hospital. Um, They called them in and they strongly suggested that they take him off of life support. They say their goodbyes, that um, this was it, that his his body was too frail. Uh, He wasn't going to be able to make it any any longer. And his wife um, was devastated, obviously, like any of us would be. And there's many people who who have gone through that, and, and it hasn't been uh, a miracle story on the other side, at least not in the fact that he was healed or, or their, their loved one was healed. Um, she reports that in the room there, he was attached to all these monitors. There were tubes everywhere. There was an EEG on his brain. Uh, and he, he looked awful. I think it was his daughter's description of it. And as the doctors continue, continued to insist that they pull the plug, uh, his wife remembered that the last text that she received from him before he was placed on the ventilator in the coma was, I'll promise I'll never stop fighting. And so she was adamant that, you know, he, he wants to live. He doesn't want us to do that. And so, um, they continued to keep him on the life support, uh, and with his family there, obviously with the hard work of the medical staff and everything, um, he eventually opened his eyes on Easter Sunday in April. Um, obviously it being Easter Sunday is, is kind of cool and significant as far as, you know, members of a Christian faith. Um, but Kelly mentions that on that same day, this that's the name of the patient, Kelly, on the same day uh, in that 
in the city, New York, 527 people died. Um, and so he, he didn't understand why he didn't die. Um, whether or not it's a miracle, he's, he's not sure. Um, but he does realize now that the disease that COVID-19 affected not only himself individually, but his entire family. And he had, uh, quite a, a unique perspective on people who have lost loved ones, um, encouraging people to, to wear the mask, to, to get the vaccine. Um, he was able to go home and, and he's getting himself back to, to better health, to a better condition. Um, but I think that that's a pretty unique miracle. And the fact that he can now like advocate, um, from that perspective, from that unique perspective, I think is awesome. And I think he's going to help a lot of people. Uh, it's really hopeful for me to read stories like that. Um, and I know that, as I said before, it doesn't happen to everybody. Um, but to know that sometimes it does happen and, and understanding that there is a plan. Um, my faith in, in God uh, has helped me through the pandemic, just knowing that I may not understand, I may not know, but um, there is a plan and, and he does. The fact that um, the vaccine, that it only took uh, 12 months from the beginning of the, the virus and the beginning of the pandemic to, de- to be developed is incredible. Um, that I think many people would, would view as um, a miracle in and of itself. Um, there were lots of, of hardworking people uh, and lots of scientists who, who put it all together. Um, but I don't know if it would have gone so fast uh, without the hand of God somewhere in it. With all of these thoughts that I've had of COVID-19, um, understanding that there is definitely, um, obviously a physical, um, you know, hurdle for us all to overcome, uh, as, as a global population, um, but I think that we've also come to recognize that there are a lot of uh, emotional and um, maybe mental challenges that we're all having to face as well. And I was studying um, about how Christ treated uh, people who who were sick. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, we put people in hospitals, we um, didn't let, you know, family go and see them, which is understandable. We're trying to control a pandemic. Um, but the people who, who were sick were missing a lot of social interaction. And and all of us, I think in general are missing a lot of social interaction because of having to be inside because things were, were shut down for a time. And so the only, or not the only, but one of the instances in the scriptures where Christ meets um, a person who has been ill is uh, the woman with an issue of blood. Um, And in Mark chapter 5, it talks about how this woman had had um, this disease for 12 years. Um, She was outcast. She spent any, anything and everything she had on doctors who, who couldn't help her. And people kind of treated her like she was a lost cause. Um, they, they didn't want to be near her. They didn't want to interact or touch her. 
And when she heard that um, Jesus was coming through town, she understood that if she could only touch the hem of his garment, that she would be healed. She had that faith. And in that story in Matthew chapter 9, um, it, um, it says this, And behold, the woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she, for she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. So why did Christ turn around? Uh, what actually healed the woman? Uh, these are questions that I thought about after going through and, and studying this. Um, was it Christ's virtue? Was it his power that he said that he felt go out of him when she touched his garment? And I, I think the answer is no. And the reason I think that is because in all the other stories, in this, including this one, Christ explains that thy faith has made thee whole to these people. Uh, and that can be translated um, in several different ways. That's the phrasing in the King James Version. Uh, in the NIV Version of the Bible, it says your faith has healed you. Uh, so it wasn't Christ's power, per se, that heals these people. Uh, it was their faith in him and their faith in his power. Um, but that doesn't necessarily answer the question about why he turned around, because he didn't He didn't have to, to go back to heal her physically. Uh, her touching the hem of his garment is what did that. Uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 14, Verse 36, later when he's teaching the disciples, he explains that people were made whole or could be made whole only by touching the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. That's what he says. Um, again, that's coming from the King James Version of the Bible. So he didn't have to turn turn back to heal her physically. But I think mentally, emotionally, spiritually even, those are the reasons why he turned around. In some commentary that I found on this section, um, of scripture, it says this, or the author says this, uh, talking about the woman with the issue of blood, her normal existence would have often been spent watching people skirt around her to avoid the possibility of contact. No brushing or touching or sharing friendly gestures on the path. She lived in isolation and would have been known for her uncleanliness. Does that sound familiar? When COVID-19 first happened, I feel like that was all of us. We were skirting around people. We were covering our faces. We were making sure that we don't touch other people. Uh, we didn't share friendly gestures. We didn't shake hands anymore. And so all of us, I think, felt a little bit of that isolation that she was feeling. Uh, this author goes on and says, Jesus meets her in this space, or rather is met by her, and does the opposite of what is expected. Instead of being repulsed or disgusted by her, he responds with peace. He responds with acceptance and grace. He seems to respond with understanding. He calls her daughter. He accepts her. He offers her peace and heals her. He doesn't heal her physically. That happened before this instance. That happened before he turned back and went to her and before he called her daughter. He healed her in that way, spiritually mentally, emotionally, 
And so I think as uh, hopefully COVID kind of comes to an end and we're, we're getting vaccinated and overcoming some of those physical barriers, I hope that we're reaching out to, to people who maybe have been isolated, to um, people who uh, may have lost loved ones to the pandemic. I hope we're reaching out to them as Christ reached out to this woman, uh, not only to um, help them through their physical challenges, but to also be there for them and help them emotionally. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, if you have a cool medical story, a modern day miracle, or anything else to share, send me a message at medicalmiraclespodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.